<laughs> hey, good afternoon. This is Spencer Foreman and Luke Stacy. This is the WPLaunchify.com podcast, episode 14. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about the three reasons that a DIY website is a bad idea and what you should be doing instead. Hey, Luke, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Spencer. How are you? I'm very excited to start the new year on a good foot. I think this is our first episode of 2018. Am I right? Have I lost my mind? I think it's our second. Yes, actually. Our second. Oh, you're right. Because episode 13 is still in the can. We have not released it. We recorded, but not released. So it's always good to have your brain here to help me work out these things. I'm excited about this topic because I am guilty of being an entrepreneur my whole life. I say guilty in a pleasurable way. But the number one thing we have as a problem is the first thing on our list, which is shiny ball syndrome. So let's jump in and talk about the reasons why a small business owner, especially one with an online business, should not be messing around with a DIY website. Well, first, let's address what is a DIY website. So in the days of, uh, you know, the 90s and the early 2000s, and before WordPress and content management systems, the idea of building your own website was really for a small group of people that, you know, lived in dark rooms and wanted to learn how to code. But mm -hmm. since then, it's become much easier with plugins and themes. And, you know, it can be very tempting to think that, oh, you know, I don't need to hire some guy. I'm okay with this kind of stuff. I can figure it out. You know, I'll, I'll do it myself. And you take the step and decide that your business website or your business, if it's completely online, you're going to do all of the technical stuff. You're going to create it from scratch with WordPress, with plugins, choose your theme and get it all going. And, you know, you're not a coder, but you think that you have what it takes to, you know, deal with that technical side of the business. You know, what's interesting. This is the thing that happens my age, I'm 51. I think we lived right on the cusp of this, but uh, I can remember lots of examples where the new technology comes into a business world. And at first it was, you know, that typical curve. Nobody knows about it. Then it's the early adopters. Then it's a little more mainstream. Then it becomes a must have thing. Then it becomes, you are a Luddite if you ignore it. And that curve of adoption. I remember when I was in early days of being an attorney, when I first started out, they didn't have fax machines. And then all of a sudden, one day, somebody says, instead of a letter, which takes, you know, uh, uh, hours, uh, an hour to write, then you got to mail it, then it's a day or two to get there, then they got to look at it, and then they got to respond. It was like a week turnaround each way. Well, now all of a sudden, somebody sends you a fax, and they expect that you're going to answer it, well, within 24 hours. Today, I don't even know what attorneys would do who are actively practicing, because with text messaging and Twitter, I mean, look at our president and so forth, it's like instant, uh, you know, communication, instant response people expect. So in the same way with the technology, I think you and I both were here because that's where 1WD was before of having website creation was something that evolved very quickly in a short span between 2007 until 2012. But from 2012 to 2017, it really hit its stride with all the visual builder tools and so forth. So now what we find is that a small business owner can get a website going and they could be using WordPress or Wix or Weebly or Squarespace. But what always happens is there's a huge divide between a shiny toy and an actual working website. And there's a huge difference between understanding how to write effective copy and how to place your call to action and a shiny toy. So like a golden retriever, those of us who like to start a small business and are actually entrepreneurial in nature are guilty of getting distracted by, oh my God, if I just press a few buttons, my business website will be awesome. And it's sort of true as far as the you know single page is concerned, but it always falls apart when it comes down to like, well, what happens on this page and what 
happens to the customers from that standpoint. So yeah, and, well, and, and it's not just in the process of putting it together, you know, because you're thinking you're thinking just about your business, you're thinking about what you want. You know, it's like going to the supermarket when you're hungry. You make really awful decisions because your stomach is ruling you know, what you put in your shopping basket, not your shopping list. I mean, it's the wrong thing to do. And it's the same thing with building your website when you're, you know, you're the business owner and you're just thinking about the success of your business and getting it live and getting customers. The decisions you make about what plugins and what themes to use and what features to add on are just, oh, this customer might like this or this customer might like this or that would be cool or that would be fun to have. And you end up with this conglomeration of like, you know, massive things that, if you stood stood back and thought objectively about it, you would realize that oh, I didn't need hardly any of those things. I just got lost in the moment and fascinated right. with this particular thing or that particular thing. That's why really you should be, you know, having someone else who can be detached and look at it from a, you know, from a objective viewpoint outside of your business is a much better way to go. Well, and even just because of the results that you're using it for. So in an earlier episode, we talked about the fact that, you know, WP Launchify, our focus is entirely on helping you to make more money with the business that you have. Ironically, and in almost every case, that means less components, less machinery, less futzing around, and more just getting to the whole purpose of what pain point you solve for customers. We were just discussing this morning a, a relatively new client of ours who is actually using our service, who had spent eight months in the first iteration of what their business website should be doing. And over the holiday, we needed to get that first new working version out for them to replace what they'd done because the first version was just unusable for a lot of other reasons that we discussed in an earlier episode. You know, it was a Frankenstein monster. Four days later, we had the new version that is streamlined, optimized for this purpose. And it was an amazing revelation when we just asked the client, like, here's the mirror. What was the earlier experience like compared to this? And they said, if I had only a time machine, I'd go back eight months and just knock myself in the head and just use you to get this going. And we did nothing to do with building the website. We were just assembling, you know, reliable components based on the Divi framework and so forth. But only we did that because the client didn't have the core stuff. We had to sort of undo the DIY and at least give them the baseline so that we could start doing the measurable analytics and the actual business model testing and so forth. All right. So let's talk about the corollary to that, which is you really shouldn't be coding. I mean, the problem of Frankenstein monsters in a DIY website is uh, another phone call actually right before this was with a longtime client of ours who was like uh, dangerously knowledgeable, right? They know just enough to think, well, if I put this with this and this and this and I piece it together with some hodgepodge code, it'll be fine. But it never works out that way, right? Or, or that you're going to have the the opposite effect that if you, you know, you don't, you don't already know how to code and you don't even want to code, but you make decisions then for your website based on that by, you know, well, I can't do anything that has any code. So like, for example, there's a, on the market, there's lots of visual CSS editors, and these go on top of uh, visual page builders. So if you were someone, oh, my God, you know, I, I can't deal with code, I can't deal with CSS. So instead, you decide to add a, get another plugin to the mix just to deal with small things right. like changing colors or making borders round or whatever. And then you've got this, you know, uh, bloated load of uh, plugins on your website that are slowing it down. And you've just made that decision just because 
you know, those kind of things uh, are not interesting to you and you don't have the skills to really, you know, get it done. I mean, it's literally like any other profession. I can think of the automotive industry or the haircutting industry. So in the old days, I used to love to work on my car and you had to learn a lot of things that were just not intuitive that would allow you to diagnose and fix a problem on an older car. Nowadays, the computers maybe make it easy, but even then, I sometimes have a problem with my car that has a computer in it because it's not a brand new car where the repair shop guy says, yeah, I don't really know why the check engine light is on, but uh, my advice is just don't worry about it. You know, put a piece of tape over it. And that sometimes is the result. Same thing with haircutting. I mean, sure. I have a scissors. I have a mirror. I have a razor. I could theoretically start cutting pieces of my hair off. But if I do it and I cut one piece badly, well, then I got to go to the other side and cut the other side badly to match the first side. And after a while, you know how that goes. I have like a bowl haircut. And that's what happens with these websites. When somebody starts to piece these pieces together because they don't understand A, why they should have this for their business and B, well, I'll try to do it on my own. Months later, they wake up and realize, holy cow, now I need to have somebody come and just start me all over again. And that's just a waste of time. And I think the interesting third thing we want to talk about is something that you and I were joking about because one of the core features of Launchify is not something we even use as a feature. But it's true. We've reached the point where the hosting, the optimization, the maintenance, the upgrades, and everything else can be done by somebody who's an expert with really very little thought and very little, you know, I want to be honest with everybody who's listening, very little manual work. Once we put it into our automation system, it's really just either done or it's a button click for us. But that's- I'd say it's a slight slight caveat to that. 99% of the time that is true, but then there's that 1% where you need to, you know, have some skills and expertise to deal with a conflict from an update or something that Well, for diagnostic, I would definitely say that that's the case, right? So what we're talking about is, you know, like everything in life, exercise, your car maintenance, whatever. If you don't take care of your own maintenance and upgrades, you won't know it until it's really a bad situation. You got hacked or something broke at the wrong time or you lost some connectivity. And then it's like, oh my gosh, it's like one of those old TV shows where, what do you mean? You don't have a zip drive backup? Well, in today's world, if you are a participant in our system where we're optimizing your business, sure, that's one of the things we do for you. But we don't try to market and advertise that as a service that you're paying us for. It's just part of the relationship because when you have the right tool set, again, like the car guy, we have the computer that just plugs in and you know tells us what's wrong with the car and we can tweak the little keyboard settings and you're done. If you tried to do that at home, you'd have to buy your own computer, figure out how to use it and learn how to plug it in. And we know you're not going to do that. So if you're a business owner, you should be thinking about your customers, thinking about your business model, thinking about your product and service and let us handle the maintenance and the upgrades as just part of the service. And in fact, using those two metaphors of the clients that were just on the phone today. They both went from this environment where they were trying to figure all of it out themselves with Amazon AWS and, you know, using Git repositories and yada, yada, yada. And we're just explaining that's just so wrong. You're just wasting so much time and energy and making it harder. And in the end, that was a, you know, a great lesson learned. So all of those things come together because ultimately the relationship that you have with an intermediary you trust, let's say the barber, I just, I go to the guy, I sit down, I don't even have to tell him what I need anymore. I just chit chat about something else. I bring my, one of my three sons in, he just knows what to cut their hair. We know the experience going into it is like an initial representation of any relationship. Hi, how are you? This is me. This is what I'm like. This is how I like my hair. This is about, but after the second or third time of being in that chair, now the relationship is a beneficial one from the moment you sit down. It's like, 
I need a cut. Cool. Tuesday, 12 o'clock. Show up. Hair gets cut. Have a nice experience. Pay the agreed amount of money without thinking about it. I walk out feeling like a million bucks or my kids do as well. And that's the experience that we like to do for a business owner where I know I sell a great product. I understand my customers. Can you guys make it easier for me to just sit down in the chair, have this taken care of, you learn about me once, and then you guys worry about making sure I look like a million bucks and sell more stuff to my customers every time. All right. So in the end, we're really talking about anybody who has an online business or is interested in starting one should consider if they're really sincere about it, do they have the expertise to deal with, you know, uh, preventing the shiny ball syndrome, preventing themselves from going into the coding world and trying to piece together disparate objects, which by the way, might be useful in themselves, but need expertise to glue together. Uh, are you going to really sit down and set up a system that automatically does all your maintenance and upgrades and, you know, make sure that the wheels are turning properly. And if the answer is no to any of those, then you're doing yourself a great favor to hire a consultant because everything we do is based and measured about whether WP Launchify makes the client more money for either what we've added, like, you know, pain solution or from what we've improved. In other words, that maybe we painted a better rainbow because if the client is not making more money, our job is not finished. And in almost every case, I can't think of one exception. We've always been able to improve that. And especially on the pain side of things where uh, I'm guilty of this myself. We've talked about it always, uh, you know, when I'm in coding mode, I am not the same guy as when I'm in you know, business owner mode because dealing with people and dealing with business and selling is a completely different mindset and activity than, you know, close the, close the door, turn off the lights, go in your cubicle and build. Which is the perfect reason why, you know, the business owner should not be the tech guy <laughs> because you, you can't, you shouldn't be in that, um, you know, that closed dark room, you know, green letters on the screen kind of thinking mode, you should be in a people, you know, social mode. One of the things I want to add before we wrap up today is that, you know, we really have two types of businesses that we service and they really fall in the same category. They're just at different points on the journey. The core of our business these days are businesses that have already established a product or a service that they've had some traction with. And so the price that they're paying is based upon that they really need expertise going from where they're at to a higher level, or they need to improve upon the processes that they've already sort of started to figure out. However, we do have a, a, a significant niche of people, and that's where we came from, who are starting from scratch with just their bare idea. And so for them, we have what we call a launch kit, and it's a much more modestly priced package because we're not ready to start applying our expertise on improving the sales because they haven't yet proven out what it is they want to sell yet. But they do need the things we just discussed today, which is effectively, I would say, our solution or our recommendation or antidote, if you will, for those who otherwise might go out and DIY it. So for $99 a month, you effectively get a launch kit that gives you the core stuff that all of our, our big boy and girl clients use, gives you access to us for unlimited questions. But depending on what level you go from there, you're still doing it yourself, but you're just using the right tools in a limited subset of ways so that you don't have to worry. And if you need hands-on help, we can also work out a, a modest plan for that kind of help. But that is a way that a lot of our like new idea people have been able to get out the door and get the same sense of satisfaction, you know, because honestly, everybody enjoys, I think, understanding a little bit about what's going on under the hood, but not get into trouble. So if you guys have any questions 
or you just want to, you know, explain to us what you're thinking about, what your pain point is. We've had really good luck. There's a form on the front of WPLaunchify.com at the very bottom of the page where you can just let us know what's the easiest way to get in touch with you. And you can also share with us what it is that's on your mind. It could be a question about an existing business where you need some expertise on uh, helping it to make more profit. Or it could be that you've been just beating around the bush forever on getting started with your side hustle. And you want a way to just start it today with a launch kit and yet have access to somebody who can help you by answering these kinds of questions. You know, what should I do here? What should I do there? And maybe even if you need actually do some of the stuff for you. You can reach us at WPLaunchify.com at the bottom. You can always hit us up directly at help at WPLaunchify.com. Luke, as always, please, the last word. Yeah, so in some, don't DIY, choose WP Launchify. Oh, I like that. Very, very melodic. I think we should set that to music for the next episode. <laughs> That's my last one. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for coming on board. Let us know if you have any comments or questions over at the uh, WPLaunchify.com site, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Ta-ta. Goodbye.